0: Welcome to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron, visit areyououtthere.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Goodyear, Arizona and Tribe Spring Training. And if you're joining us live this weekend for Tribe Talk, well stay tuned. Keep it right here on the Indians Radio Network. We have baseball on the radio coming up shortly. As soon as we are done with this show, the Indians will take on the Oakland Athletics from the athletics complex in Mesa, Arizona. That's a 3.05 first pitch. We'll also be on the air tomorrow when the Indians take on the Padres back here in Goodyear. Coming up on this week's show, a wide range of guests. We'll begin with Tyler Naquin. Last season finished third in the American League Rookie of the Year voting, but as he tells us, there's still some room for improvement as he heads into 2017. There's
1: a lot, I think, just especially being your first year. Um, in the big leagues, it's just a, it's a different environment. Same game, different environment, though. You know, you got the third day. Light's a little brighter, you know, a little more people. But uh, just getting that comfort spot, you know, I, I believe. Um, you know, with the plate and the outfield. Either way, the whole aspect of the game um, slowed down and calmed down a lot. And, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a long, fun, fun season.
0: Also on the show, Indians catcher Roberto Perez, who is such a key for the tribe down the stretch and in the World Series. And he says
2: with all the success of a year ago, this year's team is ready to go. Everybody knows what it takes to, to, to be you know, in a World Series. I think uh, we have some unfinished business to do. And and now with the new additions we got, uh, Encarnacion, Boone Logan, and, I mean, they they fit well in our, in our club and... Uh, I think everybody's excited everybody's smiling and and uh like like, like we said i mean we, we won't back down from anyone and it's gonna go out and play hard every single day
0: we'll also talk hitting with indians assistant hitting coach matt cataro and pitching with indians reliever steve delabar hoping to be an indians reliever heavy competition for that last spot in the bullpen he is one of many in contention and we'll have the thoughts of Tribe manager Terry Francona as we head into the weekend. That's all coming up as Tribe Talk gets rolling on the Cleveland Indians radio network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from the Indian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. We are joined this week to begin by Tribe catcher Roberto Perez, who came on last season and in the second half was the Indians' primary catcher due to an injury to Jan Gomes. The numbers, well, Perez hit 183 with three home runs and 17 runs driven in, but progressed as the season went along and was outstanding, throwing out opposing base stealers and controlling the running game behind the plate. Then in the postseason, came up big several times at the plate, including two home runs in Game 1 of the World Series. So an extremely satisfying year for Perez, and he says... Despite the disappointing ending to the World Series, still some great memories.
2: I mean, it, it, it was tough, but uh, I mean, at the end, every, everything worked out for me. And you know, uh, I was glad to to play in the postseason in, in and, and and contribute. And I think all it matters is how how can you help your team win. And uh, I mean, we didn't get that that. World Series champions, but, you know, I think uh, everybody did a pretty good job last year. We, we had so much fun. It was a s- special year, I think, for everyone. And uh, at, the end, uh, at the end of the season, I, I went home and kind of looked back, and I said I was happy of what, how we play, and hopefully we keep doing it this year.
0: And for those who don't remember, Uh, you get home and and you have a little boy you had a baby during the world series your wife had a baby during the world series so uh, i imagine that was a lot of fun
2: too. oh it was especially you know i was uh i I was disappointed because we didn't get the the uh the ring but uh i went home and try to enjoy the 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 little one and uh try to stay busy uh try to stay out of uh baseball for a little bit and take a break and but uh i went back to to work in uh, december so i didn't get much time off
0: and uh, one final question on the world series uh, you do what kids dream about and, and you have a big game one home run and, and some other good things going on uh what was that like as, as someone who's been in the game a long time you finally get to the world series
2: and, and here you have a great game maybe your
0: best game of the season
2: yeah i think uh it's special it was a special moment uh it's a, I I call it a blessing, more than anything, an honor to play in the World Series, and to be able to do that, I mean, in a World Series game, uh, that's special. And uh, I mean, I think uh, that's that's a dream come true. Uh, also, to be able to do it in front of my family, that was great.
0: You get to the off season, and I know last year, uh, you mentioned you had begun doing workouts with, with Yadier Molina, one of the great catchers in the game today, and he's had a, a wonderful career. You go back to that this offseason, and, and why is that important to you to, to make sure that, that you do some things that have worked in the past?
2: I think uh, I have uh, I have the ability to, to be one of the the best in the game. Uh, I just want to help, not, not with... Um, defense or offense no I think uh, more mental I think I was just I had the experience I, I experienced playing the World Series and kind of helped me a little bit but I, I, I wanted I, I wanted to see how how he thinks and how he go about his business and and why not you know he's probably the best in the game and I just wanted to get help and and, and work and uh, I really had a good experience working with him how a lot. We we worked we worked out a lot, and um, I learned a lot from him, and uh, I know he's going to carry over.
0: You look back at, at last year, second half, you're playing every day, and on through the postseason and you come into spring training this year and, and Jan Gomes is healthy again and, and it looks like there'll be some splitting of time behind the plate. How do you look at that that situation and, and how is your relationship
2: with Jan, especially when it comes to handling this pitching staff, which is so good? I think uh, you just have two great catchers in one team. Uh, me, me and Gomes, we, we have a great relationship. Uh, we, we're always talking. We just, wanna, we just wanna help the pitching staff. And uh, I think uh, at the end of the day, it's about how can you help the team wins and I think uh, we, we both know that and and for me it's whatever whatever it takes, you know. I'm I'm just gonna be ready for whenever I get the chance to play and, and contribute and help the team wins.
0: Roberto Perez joining us, Indians catcher and it'll be a different kind of spring for you coming up is the world baseball classic and you'll play for team Puerto Rico uh, I'm sure an honor for you. And what a great
2: team it sounds like. You were talking before about some of the players on that team. Yes, I mean, uh, it's an honor. It's an honor to represent your country, especially for me. Uh, Puerto Rico give a lot of, like, there's a lot of good catchers out there. I mean, uh, to be able to get a, be selected, you know, uh, I'm going to be the number two catcher uh, uh, behind Jadi I And mean, to be able to do that, man, and, uh, it's an honor. I mean, to play with Lindor, Baez, you know, Correa, um, Beltran, Jaddy, you know, big names. So it's going to be special. You mentioned
0: Lindor and, and Correa. How do they decide who the shortstop is? Sounds like it's going to be Frankie, huh?
2: Oh, it's, it. I mean, they're both young. They're, they're going to be, they're probably going to be superstars in the game. And they have a lot of uh, abilities and, and, you know, they, they have so much fun in, 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 the, in, the, in the diamond and, at the end of the day, you know, uh, they're both good, but Lindor is a, is a goal-glover. So, uh, you know, probably that's a good problem to have for Edwin. So uh, yeah, I think uh, it doesn't matter who's going to play shortstop or third base. It's a, it's, uh, it's a matter of how, how, how we're going to re- represent our country and, and to be able to put that uniform, I mean, it's, it's a blessing and an honor. Now, it
0: could take a little while, but at some point you'll come back and, and rejoin the Indians. And what, did, what have you seen so far that has you excited again about the prospects for 2017?
2: You know what? I think if you look at our clubhouse, everybody is, is excited. I think uh, everybody knows what it takes to, to, to be you know, in a World series. I think uh, we have some unfinished business to do, and, and now with the new additions we got, uh, Encarnacion, Boone Logan and I mean they, they fit well in, in our club and uh, I think everybody's excited everybody's smiling and, and uh, like, like, like we said, I mean we, we won't back down from anyone and it's going to go out and play hard every single day.
0: That's tribe catcher Roberto Perez who again will be leaving the ball club to participate in the World Baseball Classic for the Puerto Rican national team along with his teammate here as Francisco Lindor, Indian shortstop, will be a part of that ball club as well, and Joe Colon, young Indians pitcher who saw some major league time last season. Stay with us. When we return, we'll hear from Indians center fielder Tyler Naquin as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from the Indian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so. At Indians Radio is our Twitter address. We have updates on this show and also guests and game times, especially in spring training for all of our radio broadcasts here on the network. That's at Indians Radio. Well, patrolling center field much of last season for the Indians was rookie Tyler Naquin, who is back again to try and nail down that spot in the Indians' outfield. As a rookie last year, after a tremendous spring training that allowed him to make the ball club and then opportunity opening up due to the injury to Michael Brantley, Naquin responded. He hit 296 14 home runs, 43 runs driven in, and uh, most memorable of those 14 home runs, The inside the park game winner in a late season game at home against the Blue Jays. At the end of the year, Tyler Naquin finished third in the American League Rookie of the Year voting. And when we caught up with him earlier this week, he talked about the good memories of last season and now looking ahead to this year. You know, that
1: turnaround time to get going for the offseason was pretty quick. A little bit longer season, but well worth it. Um, You know, we look to get back there again, as every team does. Um, And that's the goal, you know, that's the bottom line.
0: This time a year ago, you didn't know what was going to happen, and, and you beat the door down and, and earned a spot with this ball club. And I know that there were a couple of up and up and backs early in the year, but you'd made a good impression. And do uh, you sometimes look back at that and, and, and think, wow, did, you know, there was an opportunity there, and you took advantage, and and that's how it it needs to be sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just feel like you know, every single day is an opportunity. You
1: know, you're always playing for something um in every situation so I believe you just play hard in every situation you know some something some door is going to open up or you're going
0: to force some hand you know to make a move do you look at things any differently this spring compared to a year ago
1: I'm absolutely not you know I'm like I said I just keep playing hard just just let the cards fall where they may um you know I had a great season last year and you know as a whole we you know we went all the way just came up you know one run short so uh you know, we're looking to get back and just, just keep playing hard, but we have a lot of fun here. I
0: think every player, no matter where they are in their career, is trying to improve on, on some aspect of their game. What did you learn last year that, that you'd like to improve upon this year? There's a lot. I think
1: just especially being your first year um, in the big leagues, it's just a, it's a different environment. Same game, different environment, though. You know, you've got the third deck, Light's a little brighter, you know, a little more people. But uh, just getting that comfort spot, you know, I, I believe. Um you know, at the plate and the outfield. Either way, the whole aspect of the game um, slowed down and calmed down a lot. And, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a long, fun,
0: fun season. A good year for the Indians a year ago, about as good as it can be. And then they go out and make some moves in the offseason. What was your reaction to, to some of the things that the front office was able to do in the offseason? Excited.
1: You know, absolutely excited. Everybody wants to be on a winning team. And the ads that we made, I mean, those guys, you know, I think Edwin, Edwin kind of leads that. And he... Uh, He's a heck of a ball player, and he can really hit, and so he can, you know, he can fill in. You know, we lost Knapp, and Nap was, you know, just a big ball of energy and a, and a uh, just a veteran player that, that knows a lot about the game and, help, and helped everybody out. He wanted to help everybody out, and uh, I mean, the, the man had a bunch of stolen bases from dirt ball reads, and you don't, you don't see that much at someone uh, like Mike's age now, and, uh, you know, the, the way he plays the game is so smart. You know, I was able to learn a lot from him, but, you know... Best of luck to him, but, uh, you know, Edwin coming in, he's, he's a heck of a player and awesome dude, you know, right away. You know, he talked to me like i would known him for 10 years, so awesome guy.
0: You mentioned Mike Napoli, and, and as a young player, always helpful to have that type of player around. Others that are still here that, that maybe can, can help you along the way, still as a young player, trying to, to get the, the best out of your abilities. All right, absolutely. I mean, you go all the way, you know, whenever we had Rajay, you know, and Coco,
1: I talk to those guys a lot, but, you know, I mean, you got guys like, you know, Kip, and obviously Brantley, um, you know, even Los, you know, you know, Santana will throw a word in the air a little bit, you know, he's not great English, but, uh, you know, I, you can communicate with him, and he's smart, you know, he, he has a lot of homers and draws a lot of walks, so there's something going on in his head, um, you know, even Chiz, you know, I'm real close, I'm, I'm so close to everybody on the team that it just, it know, uh, you know, it goes well there's a good chemistry you know not so much as the pitchers but you, know, you still talk to those guys every day and you know you know communicate with them and, and just build that chemistry
0: you mentioned earlier about season ends and it's a quick turnaround and last year i know you, you came out here spent a lot of time and and got stronger and and we absolutely prepared for a new season and you came back out here again this off season why is that important to you to at least spend a little bit of time out here doing some things that you need to do so I like that routine, you know. I can, I'm, I'm
1: blessed to have the ability to live close to College Station, back home, and work out at Texas A&M, was the best facility in college baseball. And you know, it's fun. It's a good environment. But being out of here, you know, these are the, these are the, you know, this is the staff I'm going to be around. You know, a couple of the guys in the camp. That's who's going to be on my team. And that's just, you know, I feel like that's important to have my face here, showing, you know, and and working and getting ready for this season. I, I think that that's
0: extremely important. Man, you've been here for a little bit. What's it been like being back here and just around your teammates and, and getting things going again?
1: It's awesome. You know, it's, a, it's, it's like your second family, uh, you know, literally. Um, you know, you, you can FaceTime, you know, I'll FaceTime Kip and give him crap all the time back like in the off season and, and, and nap and whatnot. But it's just like being back, you know, you, you get comfortable and you feel good and, you you know, you belong.
0: And it's just a, it's a good feeling and just getting ready for a long ride. That's Indians rookie outfielder Tyler Naquin. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll talk pitching, who's in line for that last spot in the bullpen. We'll also talk some hitting with Indians assistant hitting coach Matt Kataro. That's coming your way shortly as we continue from Goodyear on the Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. We're back at the Indian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. Great to have you with us and some baseball on the radio this weekend as well. If you're catching us live today, we will be on the air with Tribe Baseball from over in Mesa, the Oakland Athletics Complex. Indians and the Athletics at 3.05 Eastern time and then back home in Goodyear tomorrow. Another 3.05 first pitch when the Tribe takes on the San Diego Padres well not many battles for jobs in spring training so far this season one maybe in the indians bullpen and that's about it maybe two but most likely just one open spot so who are their contenders well there's players on the roster who are trying to make the ball club young players moving their way through the system the likes of joe cologne and sean armstrong among others and then quite a few minor league free agents who are in camp with those major league invites the veteran guys and examples of years past of pitchers who have gone that route and made the ball club scott atchison a couple of years back Jeff manship more recently steve Delabar is trying to fit that mold this season he's 33 years of age was an all-star with the blue jays in a middle relief role back in 2013. well, last year did not go well for him. Only appeared in seven games for the Cincinnati Reds, spent most of his season with the Reds' A ball club, and then finished the year pitching in Japan. But here he is back stateside trying to earn a job with the Cleveland Indians with heavy competition, and he talked about some of the biggest keys now in camp for a pitcher in his position.
3: Health. Uh, you know, I'm coming into camp probably as healthy as I've been in a few years and um, I think that, that's, that's one of the things that you mentally, mentally you can kind of settle in a little bit better if you physically feel better. Overcoming odds is nothing new to
0: you, and, and you have a, a great background where you were actually out of the game for a little bit teaching and got back in explain how how you got back into the game after some setbacks and, and out of the game for a little while
3: well as the the Indian crew here they they picked up the weight of ball stuff and that's what I've been doing since 2010 and that kind of got my arm i guess better than it had been in the, uh, you know prior to that but and then you know overcoming things you know, i've i've never been like the the guy on top of the world so i've always had to fight from the bottom so it's it's nothing to me to to, to kind of you know scratchy claw to get to where i need to be
0: did you think the baseball dream was done there for for a little while 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 you were going back to school
3: (sighs) kind of not really i I always said i would never say i'm going to retire um and i even told my wife that but she said well whatever you're doing that's cool but you you need to go back to school and kind of get your degree and knock that out Um, And then kind of the the baseball thing kind of fired back up again. And it kind of changed my perspective on the game. Now it was, you know, life and baseball's here as opposed to baseball is life, you know. So I was able to take a step back and then kind of reevaluate things and and, and move forward.
0: You've had some really good years, so you know what it takes. If we see that this spring, what do we look for that that indicates to you that, hey, I I have the good stuff going again and, and this could be really good?
3: Just coming out of the gate, you know if it, uh, just the way, just the way I feel uh, and the way I move around and, and like I said, if there's nothing holding you back physically then then everything can go and there's no hiccups, there's nothing like that. And then you know, I guess the radar gun if if that's, if that's sexy then then uh, then I guess you know things are kind of in order.
0: Steve Dellabar joining us. Steve, you, you look at trying to make a club and it's not easy, but I'm, I'm sure you've had to do that before, so maybe that makes it a little, little bit easier, you know, what you're dealing with. When you had decisions to make in the offseason and you were looking around, what what jumped out about the Indians?
3: Coming off the great season they had last year, um, you know, great ball club, great guys on the team, um, Tito, you know, just like everything about the organization, your weighted ball stuff. I've gone into places where I've taken my weighted balls and they kind of like give me the – you know the side eye and and you know coming in here it's just a normal thing so um yeah I, I i thought this was a good fit for me um and coming into you know a fresh place where you know new eyes and all that you know it's i, I just felt comfortable and obviously you like there to be opportunity what
0: what do you feel the opportunity is here for you? well
3: there there's there's a couple spots open um so i'm just here to try to do my best and 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 Try to do what I can. At Steve Delabar, one of the many
0: contenders for most likely just one spot in that Indians bullpen that's up for grabs. Now, on the other side of things, hitting. When you come to spring training, you see a lot of drills for defense, pitchers trying to get their work in and take that six-week process that gets them ready for the regular season. And if you're anywhere near the indoor cages, you hear the constant whack of uh, the – hitters getting their work in and uh, some guys like to hit a ton others not as much but the two people who are there all the time would be the hitting coaches and the head hitting coach for the indians is ty fan berklio has done great work with that indians offense since joining terry francona's staff in 2013 last year the indians second in the American League and runs scored. His assistant is Matt Kataro, also in his fourth season with the Indians. And uh, you have to get here pretty early to beat Matt to the complex as well as Ty, as uh, they are both here usually by 5, 5.30 in the morning. And that's when we caught up with Matt Kataro the other day to talk about the early starts and uh, how fun it is to get out here early and uh, get these guys going, especially on a daily basis in spring training.
4: The first guys have been coming to the cage about 7.15, so it depends on the meeting schedule and all that stuff in the morning, but it's 7.15 to roughly 9 when we have a meeting, and then some of them will come back in right after 9 before stretch, so it's pretty constant
0: flow for a couple hours in the morning. And yourself and Ty Van Berkley, you guys are in that cage a a long time. Do you guys have maybe the longest days here in terms of, of being there for players?
4: Yeah, probably. I mean, because, you know, the pitchers are limited to how long they can throw. It's a limited window. But, you know, when you have 30-something hitters and they all have their own schedule. So we have some guys like to hit after the game. Some guys hit just before, you know. And like I said,
0: the guys early in the morning. So it's pretty spread out throughout the day. And when you talk spring training, so often it is about pitching and, and them building up the proper way to be ready for a long season. For hitters, do you have to sometimes say, hey, this is too much, and back them off a little bit, or is it okay for them to do as much as they want?
4: I think it's a fine line, to be honest, because the more veteran guys know what they've done over the years to get ready. The younger guys, sometimes you have to educate them a little bit, and then the guys that are are minor league guys in big league camp for the first time, you always have to be cautious of the guys that are trying to impress by how much work they do rather than the quality of it. So there's different guys, everybody's in a little different situation, but we try to monitor it. It's less stringent than the pitching restrictions that are based on pitch counts and stuff. So you don't count every swing per se, but you just get an idea, you get a feel for how they look and whether they're
0: getting fatigued. Has the game changed much uh, maybe last 10, 15 years of players coming in, having already done some hitting things during the wintertime and uh, obviously the physical part of it, but Uh, how prepared are they maybe compared to how they were when back when you played or or even started coaching
4: yeah i think probably you probably nailed it probably the last 20 years is when guys have really spent the winters getting ready for the spring so they come in for the most part really ready to go because you look at the hitters that come in the second day they were here they faced live pitching you know so they not in a game but in live batting practice so to put that kind of effort and the swing velocity in to face a live pitcher that quickly you need to be ready otherwise you're going to risk injury and those
0: guys know that when you look at at spring training compared to the regular season do you enjoy this
4: schedule getting in early before
0: the sun comes up and, and getting guys going
4: i'm a morning person by by nature so i don't mind it at all um it does wear you down for sure whether you know it or not i mean you're going to bed at 7 38 o'clock to get ready for it so it keeps you in some sort of a good habit, but yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. I mean, I look forward to when the games
0: start because then the you know, the adrenaline gets going more, but I don't mind this schedule at all. Matt Cotaro joining us, Indians assistant hitting coach. Uh, all right, let's talk about some, some players, the new guy, Edwin Encarnacion. What are you seeing from him? What's impressive?
4: He is impressive. I mean, you know, he's very quiet. He's very diligent about his work. Um, he obviously knows what he's doing and has a feel for his swing, so... So far, it's just monitor, watch, try to pick his brain on what he needs to do, what his keys are so we can help him stay on track. But, I mean, as advertised, I mean, tremendous bat speed, power. He's a great worker. The guys seem to really gravitate towards him. So, so far, it's been a really positive
0: experience. And we know about the the Lindors, Kipnis, and uh, Santanas who have been here for a while. How about uh, some of the young guys, uh, Bradley Zimmer, Greg Allen? What are you seeing from them? Well, Zim, I mean, he's... The total package you know he's physical he's got tremendous
4: bat speed power to all fields uh, he loves to work so you know he's just a guy that needs his reps and and get some more at bats and you know he's got tremendous upside greg allen's a little bit more of an unknown you know having probably only half a season or so in double a but what a tremendous kid you know i mean young man he's not a kid but i mean he loves the work he's got a great attitude every day he's got some bat speed Um, switch hitter so his his potential is limitless but you know it's just a matter
0: of seeing him in games and seeing how he adjusts to the higher level pitching and of course the obligatory Michael Brantley question how how has he been doing in in the limited time that he's been able to hit in the cage
4: great Um, very positive signs you know from him and yesterday was his first day on the field for BP so that's obviously a big step in the right direction and you know, he said yesterday that it felt good. He looked normal. He's such a controlled guy. You know, he didn't get outside of his comfort zone on the field. And um, so that was very positive to see yesterday. So obviously, you know,
0: just got to keep your fingers crossed that things keep going in the right direction. And he's second in the league in runs scored a year ago. has to be exciting when, when you come into camp after a season like that, knowing how many are back.
4: Absolutely. And, you know, and then you think about the potential of having Brantley for a full season and adding Edwin. I mean, Obviously, losing Knapp is going to be a huge loss. I mean, he was tremendous for us um, in the lineup and off the field. But to potentially get Brantley back is like acquiring a free agent that you didn't have to pay more money for. You already had him. And, and to add Edwin is obviously a middle of the bat, middle-of-the-order bat. So, you know, you just hope the guys keep continuing to make strides and progress and that this could be a really dynamic offense.
0: All right, Matt, thanks. Thanks, Rosie. That's Matt Guitaro, Indians' assistant hitting coach. He and Ty Van Berkeley, the the head hitting coach, really do some great work with these Indians' hitters. And the key is they are available for them seemingly 24 7. But uh, they are here at the crack of dawn, getting things rolling for a new day in spring training. Stay with us when we come back. We'll get the latest from tribe manager Terry Francona as tribe talk concludes on the Indians' radio network. From the Indian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. And as we will do each weekend during the spring, if you do listen to this show live prior to our spring ball games on a Saturday, then we'll try and get you the very latest from Terry Francona and his morning briefing with the Cleveland media and national media from time to time. So let's listen in on Terry's thoughts from this morning. How's the Kipnis doing?
5: He's doing, he's doing fine. He just, uh, you know, I mean, it's just kind of the same as yesterday. You know, there's. He's just doing all his things that the medical people have. He's, you know, he's swinging a bat. He's staying ground balls. He's going to stay back with Sarby today. We're going to leave Sarby back, thanks, Uh, and let him have like an extended day with Lindor. You know, we're trying to balance with Frankie getting ready for the WBC, but you don't want to play him five days in a row. So, you know, let him have a really good work day, and Kip can be a little bit of part of that, even though he's not going to probably throw on the field. Is this hitting on the field today? I think, I saw him the uh, I think so, yeah. I saw McCallister get stretched out a
4: little bit uh, yesterday. Do you plan on stretching him out anymore? Or is this three
5: innings. Three we times? hope to get him to three. Um, which shouldn't be hard. Yesterday was a little bit of a byproduct of some guys struggling to get through innings. But I think for Zach, I, th- I think it's really good sometimes. I mean, you don't want to rush that. But him coming in the middle of an inning kind of locked him in, where you don't ease into an inning. Because he was one of the brighter, there wasn't a ton of bright spots yesterday, but he was one of them. He he really he attacked the zone with with all his pitches, and because of that, he had you know like, what seventeen pitches. That was it was really good.
4: He's another guy that when you look at when Miller came on board last year, McAllister's numbers really took off the last two months. You know now again having Boone, how much do you help? Being able to, to limit his exposure. Well, the that. only thing is,
5: Zach's really tough on lefties. He's had real good success against lefties. So, you know, some of that is, I, I agree with like when Andrew came, some of like with Cody and Shaw. I think Zach was just throwing the ball better. Okay.
4: We saw that nice swing from Herschel yesterday. Mm-hmm. It, when he, I mean, a couple of years ago, you know, he, he saw a third base, and now he's got Ramirez there.
5: What do you tell him coming to the camp right now? We were completely honest with him. We told him he, he has to find a way, you know, knowing that if everything goes according to plan, he's kind of blocked right now. You know, that's – but, you know, you got to find a way to, to prepare just like you would any other time because, one, you know, you're a sprained ankle away, and, two, I mean, for your career, you know – I mean, that's why we were honest with him, because it can go a couple different ways. You can get a little bit stagnant and, you know, not push yourself, and then you look up a couple years later and you're not a prospect anymore. Or you can keep going and make somebody make a decision. That's the best thing. And the other thing, was, you know, offensively, we just told him to – because everybody's different. You know, there's – you know, not everybody's going to be a high walk on base. That's just the reality of it. So we just told him to try to hunt as many good pitches because I think the byproduct of that will be more good swings and, and less chase because that's where he's gotten himself in trouble in the past is just just going out of the zone just too much much of you enjoyed having Caldwell in camp, just in that clubhouse? Of- he's a good kid. He's a great kid. He's—I think he enjoys being here. You know, even after Edwin signed he's still his attitude's been outstanding. And I think he—he's been through a lot, and I think he understands that some things are out of his hands, so d- don't sweat it. You know, take your opportunities and enjoy them. And if he does what he thinks he can do, things will work out. And I agree with that. Might not be always on the player's timetable, but they'll work out. Does he have an out at the end of spring? Do you know? No. I'm glad he doesn't. Because okay. yeah. we like having him here. He's, he's, he's shown that he's has the ability to, to, to get pretty hot at the major league level and do some damage while he's doing it, and plus he's a great teammate. Terry,
4: are there parallels between what's happening here last year, this year, to your first year, to Boston team going from finally making it in the World Series and winning it, and then there being heavy expectations of the following year?
5: I mean, I guess there could be. I mean, I think the situations are different. I mean, when I got to Boston, they were built to win, you know, like right now. And, you know, when I got here, I don't know if we quite knew where we belonged, you know. And we, we knew we had our work cut out for us. And I think through a lot of hard work from everybody, we feel like we're, in a, we're going in the right direction. And, you know, now the, the idea is, you know, I mean, we treat spring training the same every year um you know you got to prepare and you know you got we talk about all the time you got to value winning you got to try to value winning more than every other team out there which is a really hard thing to do and then you know if if you have the talent you think you do you'll look up at the end of the year, you'll be where you're supposed to be that's the idea
4: Challenges of managing expectations and how that experience in Boston helped you. You know, I
5: think the, we talked about it a little bit in our first meeting. Um, because one, if if those types of things, like you said, like expectations, external, yeah. whether it's like you know distractions or, or noise, however you want to term it, if that gets in the way of us, shame on us. So I think the way to um, we say guard against it, defend it, however you want to say it is by believing in everything all things we believe in one is the expectations in our clubhouse that's what really counts okay and then once you set those expectations, how do you get there? You don't go from February to October you there's a lot that goes into this and you know it's a it's a it's a process and it's paying attention to detail and working hard and I mean, I told them in the first meeting, my expectation, my only expectation is that they show up every day and they try to get better for themselves and for the team. If they do that, we're going to be okay. And that eliminates other things seeping in or eroding, however you want to say it.
0: That's Tribe Manager Terry Francona. Talking Tribe as we head into the first pitch of today's game. The Indians and the Oakland Athletics again. If you're listening to this show as it is fed live, the Tribe and Athletics getting going at 3.05 Eastern time this afternoon. Mike Clevenger on the hill today for the Indians. That's going to do it. For this edition of Tribe Talk, great to have you with us. Hope you can tune in next week when we join you once again from the Indians Spring Training Complex in Goodyear. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network.